Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. Unless you are living under a rock, you have likely either watched or heard about the HBO mega hit series Succession, who has basically won like every single Emmy over the course of the last few years. Succession follows the fictitious Roy family uh, that, let's be honest, is basically the Murdoch family with touches of the Trumps um, and other incredibly wealthy American families. Um, And everyone is rich and everyone is stabbing everyone in the back. Everyone is very white. Everyone is very waspy. And it is very, very good. The final episode of the series airs this weekend and people are not happy about it. I am not happy about it. I hadn't watched it for a while and then Rachel and I binged it all and I absolutely love it. I love the drama. I love the cringy moments, the acting, the writing is so, so good on this show. Um, And it's a bummer because we have a lot of shit TV and Succession is not shit TV. Succession is very good TV. Uh, I received a DM like a month or two ago on my cool, cool, cool Instagram from a person pitching me to come on the show, which I love. Because I got to be honest with you, I know a lot of cool people and I have a lot of, I think, good ideas, but a pitch is great. Are pitches usually very good? No, they are not. They are not very good. (laughs) I don't usually get pitches that I like, but this one was very interesting. It was from a woman named Holly Cinnamon, who uh, happens to be Shiv, who is in Succession. If you haven't watched it, you should. Oh, by the way, if you haven't watched Succession and you're listening to this episode, thank you so much, but you probably won't understand half of it. But like, whatever. Um, Shiv's body double, Shiv's stand-in. Like, what? And Holly is queer. My mind is blown. I'm so excited. I like do a little bit of research. I'm like, okay, Holly is cool. Holly's from Canada. Holly is a musician. Holly is very, very out and queer. I'm into this. I always had a vibe that Shiv in the show was queer. Shiv is played by this Australian actress named uh, Sarah Snook, who is fabulous. I did meet her once. We will talk about it in this episode. Um, And while Shiv never hooks up with another woman on the show, she seemed very bummed out when her husband, Tom, uh, turned their potential threesome into a twosome. And her whole attitude about the threesome and hooking up with a woman seemed like, I don't know, at least at the very least, Shiv is flexible in her sexuality. But I'm obsessed with the idea that Shiv's stand-in is a queer out woman. I'm like completely obsessed with it.
I sort of love the idea that a queer woman is Shiv's body double. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I love it too. <laughs> it's funny because I find Shiv to be like, like a gay icon in many ways. Takes Thank no you. shit. Definitely sort of has the weight of the world on her shoulders. Um, I had a friend growing up and her uncle was a very long time stand-in mm -hmm. for Happy Days, for a, okay. which is like random. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, what a cool, I mean, obviously you're an actor, you're you know, a singer, songwriter, you're a performer in so many ways. So obviously this isn't like the one thing that you do, right? Um, mm -hmm. But a fun thing to do as you, you know, a job to have as you pursue all of these other things and probably just like any other job, right? But I always thought to myself, what a cool way of being like a, ma like not only being involved in something that, now, I don't want to say, and almost being able to be involved in, but always sort of have like a bird's eye view of something, mm -hmm. but also a masterclass in how, totally. you know what I mean? Like how to really see from all different angles, how a show or a play or a film or whatever it might be mm -hmm. is made. Is this your first time being a... Is, and is it stand-in, body duck? Like, tell yeah, me, I don't so want to misrepresent. Stand in, the, the words that uh, I, the terms that I usually use or the, the jobs that I do are stand-in primarily. And then sometimes I photo double for her. So essentially, body doubles is typically used if it's like you're seeing a dead body or there's nudity or it's just hands or something specific that's more like about the body versus photo double. Like there's a scene in season three where she's going down the West side highway in a car and there's an aerial shot from a helicopter of her like opening the window. And that was me. So it's like from a distance, um, that was a fun day to shoot because there was like a helicopter following me at sunset down the West side highway. And I was like in her clothes. So I, I do that a little bit. Mostly it's just standing in, which is watching her do the scene, taking note of her movement, everything she does, how she's leaning, her choices, when she moves, when she crosses to help the camera team and the lighting team light her and then move around her in the scene. So, and wow. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's cool that, I mean, Shiv could be queer. I know Sarah's talked about some backstory for Shiv that she was like doing some like grunge like music scene when she was in college. Um, I'm on a few dating apps and one person on a dating app messaged me. Um, you look like Shiv Roy storming pride. And I was like, you're, you're not wrong. Um, it became a kind of running joke with the, with the cast. I showed them like, Oh, they, they pinpointed the Shiv in me. So <laughs> I don't mind being like the gay version of Shiv. I mean, that's like such a compliment. Sarah's so lovely. So yeah. I met her in the bathroom at the Emmys this oh, past wow. year. She looked uh -huh. incredible. And I went yeah. up to her and I was like, you look so hot. And I very awkwardly, <laughs> speaking about bodies, I was like, and your body is so hot, which is wildly inappropriate. Uh -huh. um, I've never also, said that to her, but we're we're colleagues. I feel like if it was the Emmys, you can get away with it. And I, you know, nobody. And that's the thing is, I sort of am like stealth gay. I think you know, which has I've talked about a lot on this show and and others has its 
negatives and positives and depending on how you look at it, uh-huh. if any of it's positive or negative at all, really that's subjective as well. But I was just like, God, your body is so hot. And it actually was very creepy that I said that, but she didn't take it as such. Um, or at mm-hmm. least I hope she didn't, but stunning in in real person. A totally. Taller. So you must be quite tall as well then. Yeah, I think we we're both five five, so pretty average. Oh, okay. Um I'm small. I mean, so I, I like the term stealth gay though. I might have to steal that because like I was recently messaging someone who is um maybe more what I guess mainstream culture would look at and say like clearly queer presenting or clearly more butch presenting as a female identifying person. And I was like, I'm an invisible gay. Like you don't get points for casting me. I um I want <laughs> to like be like people are like, oh, yeah, I guess she's telling us she's gay, but like we could hire this other person that's more obviously looks what we think is what looks gay. And then people will know that we hired a gay person, you know? Yes. So I I feel that as like an (laughs) invisible femme, but I like the term stealth. Like I'm sneaking the gayness into the room. You are. You're sneaking the the gayness into Shiv. (laughs) Um, Uh I can imagine you've... You've done how many episodes or seasons now? Three. Have, have you I, been on every two, season? The last two seasons. So season three and four. I joined in 2020. So I'm Canadian. I was back in Canada for the first part of the pandemic. And then I came back to New York in September of 2020. And things were like productions were just starting. No one was vaccinated yet. And there weren't a lot of jobs. And I have a friend who was the stand-in for Logan. And he we'd met on a set and he'd said, you could be a great stand-in for Sarah. So he actually kind of kept encouraging me and put in a good word for me. And I was like, I, I just want a, a job to go to like a six. It was a six month gig where they hired eight of us and we were full time. We got paid on a weekly contract. And Amazing. in 2020, that was like a lifesaver, not just financially, but also just to have a a team, a group, a place to go to work every day, a purpose in the world, like some place to get out of the house and like go see the same faces and have like a ritual. I think a lot of people were missing that. So that's how I got started. Is the audition was that the first stand-in job you've ever had? Um was it no, I met um Tim who Tim Wilson, who's a stand-in for Logan on the set of uh Trial of the Chicago Seven, where I had like a two or three day stand-in gig, um, which Jeremy Strong also worked on. So that's how we met. And then since then, I've gotten a lot of stand. Now that people know me as Sarah's stand-in, like it's easy for me to get work. So it's great. Is that a different audition process? Or is it it a different agent? Is it the same thing? I'm just Yeah, it's it's basically, um, generally, there's not really an audition, but they'll bring you in sometimes as like for one day. Or my friend who stands in for Kendall, um, Matt, they brought him in as a bartender originally for a scene. And they actually brought in three different bartenders that they thought were maybe Kendall matches. And they like auditioned them by a day of work. So they just all had to like be a bartender in the background of a scene. And then they chose him to be Kendall's stand-in. So it's kind of like, yeah. So I actually... Because I wanted the job, I did a day as like a secretary on set. And then I was like watching her and watching her stand in and scouting it out and being like, okay, I'm I'm a better, I'm a better match. I'm a better fit for her. So then I really, I kind of harassed casting until I got the job, to be honest, but I I love it. it. And you bumped out the previous stand in, which feels very succession vibes. 
Yeah, I get, I mean, um, this, the stand-in from the past two years, um, Kim Rideout, she went to Gilded Age. So she was already working on the Gilded Age. I think she's Christine Baranski's stand-in maybe on the Gilded Age or maybe anyway. Um, so she was already gone. So they only had like a temporary, they, they were finding a new person. So I just kind of hopped in there. I love and we that. match like crazy. I mean, not to like, I, I mean, I don't think this is like pushing the boundaries since you would go up to Sarah and be like, you're super hot and that. But like, if you're into her, you'd be into me. I'm just saying like, oh, we're like, sh- we're like a crazy okay. match. It's okay. like we, the way we stand, the way we move, like it's uncanny. Um, if you watch the Living Plus episode, like that was the first time I got to objectively see us in the same frame. And I was like, oh shit, like we really do. Can I swear on this? Is that? Yeah, you can definitely okay, swear. Good. Okay. Yeah, you're good. I swear all the time. So good. Same. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to stop the interview real quick and talk to you listeners on the side. Did I just get hit on my own show? I have to say, in while we were recording this, I kind of loved that she was like, well, if you're into her, you'd be into me. I was like, what? I don't know if I reacted appropriately or not appropriately, but um, I just wanted to commemorate this moment that this might be, other than Renee Stubbs hitting on me, and now, of course, we're like basically sisters, which is sort of gross, but the fact that she sort of hollered at me on my last show, but not really hollered at me, she was flirting with me, and now we're friends. I did love, uh, I did love Holly's little moment here. Is Cinnamon your real last name? It is. I actually have a business card that says, yes, it's my real name. Yes, it's my real hair. Because as a redhead, those are the first, with the last name Cinnamon, those are the first two questions I get. So I just made a business card that answers those two questions. Um, Yeah, it's my family's name. I think it's from Northern Ireland originally, but there are a few of us in Canada. My aunt is a painter. I feel like I always have to say my aunt is a painter, Shelly Cinnamon, and my brother works for NATO, Bruce Cinnamon, and like have evidence that other people in my family have that name so that people believe me. But yeah. It's a fabulous name. Thank you. And the fact that you're a redhead, like it all just, it's what uh-huh. a vibe. It's, you don't even have to go through the horrible trial and error of trying to think of a stage name if you had wanted one. Yeah. I, I went through that exercise very strangely um, at some point when I when I was still working with my band and I was like, oh God, I need a stage name. My name is so dumb. And then every stage name that I subsequently came up with was very stupid. Sometimes it works. Sometimes mm-hmm. people get a stage name and it totally works. But others like you, Madonna, also blessed right. with a birth name that really kind of Uh In looking at your um, your album cover, your social media, you're so colorful. You obviously have like the gorgeous red hair. You've got light eyes. You're just like such Uh a light, colorful. (laughs) That's kind of the vibe that I got. Uh Um, But when you I love it. Yeah. (laughs) But the last two seasons of you being on succession, it's like Shiv is always wearing these kind of (laughs) gray-brown suits. There's been a lot of discussion about also like stealth wealth and, um, Uh you know, how the cast dresses. We also see like Lucas, you know, in this gold, ridiculous outfit this Uh season. What are your thoughts on the costumes that you wear on Succession as Shiv? I mean, that's so funny you brought that up. Um, And I feel like since I think I can talk about my thoughts on season three, at least, because, you know, that's long past. It was a running joke on set that 
Shiv wears so much tan in season three. Like yes. I shared, do you remember that this is a throwback to like, um, I guess better times. I don't know, more innocent times in, I think it was 2008. Obama wore a tan suit and there yes. was like a giant scandal about like, was that presidential of right. Obama to wear a tan suit, I think to a press conference and they called it like suit gate. <laughs> um, and to me, that is an iconic moment because then if you flashed forward like three or four years, the conversation is like, is it presidential to commit sexual assault or like, is it presidential to commit fraud? You know, but like four years earlier, we're like, is it presidential to wear a tan suit to a press conference? Like those were the <laughs> days of our innocence. I, I just miss, I, I miss love those times. I, really I love do. that reference point when when the news genuinely was like, well, this other news station says it's not presidential that he wore tan. But we over here think it might be presidential enough. And this is our story for today, folks. Like those are the days. Um, I'm not a big fan of tan. I had to buy a lot of tan. Um, because I wear sometimes, you know, if I'm photo doubling for Shiv, they'll give me her outfit to wear. But if I'm standing in, often they just want like the tone, the color tone to match for lighting. So I had to get like I got this tan shawl and I would just put it over whatever I was wearing because I'm not a not a tan fan, as you notice. Wait, like, do a- they do they buy your clothes or do you have to go buy the clothes? Well, and then they reimburse you. In, yeah, for standing in, they're kind of like. If you can wear something in the same world or realm or color scheme just for lighting, because you're not going to be seen on camera when you're standing in. So it's okay. just for them to set up. So um, it's kind of like depends on the director of photography. Some some people are like wear this color and they then wardrobe will give you the color. Got it. But some people are more flexible. So but it's just easier for me to just like have a few tan items in my sure. wardrobe that I can just wear to work. So, but it became a running joke. There's actually a scene, and I think I can talk about this now because it's season three. Um, there's a scene in, they're in a hotel and that's not really that helpful because we shot in, I think, seven hotels in season three. It was like hotel season. And this <laughs> season was like tarmac season. Like we oh, shot yeah, on so, so many tarmacs. tarmacs. That's You'll true. see a tarmac almost. If you went back and watched, you'd be like, oh, they're on a tarmac almost every episode of the season at some point. Yeah, um, you're right, actually, because they're constantly flying. Well, and also, yeah. obviously, no spoilers, but it's already happened. But there is a death on a plane. Uh-huh. If you on haven't a watched the show, uh-huh. then there you go. Yeah, on a tarmac. Plus, they're going back and forth to Europe the entire fucking mm-hmm. season so and far. In LA. We shot in LA. LA for a bit. And um, yeah, there's a lot. There's even There's even more. I mean, I love the scene. I think it was in 406, the last episode where it or maybe 404, but where Skarsgård crosses to Shiv's plane in bare feet across the tarmac. I thought that was, I was sitting in there when he first crossed and he was just like, I think I, I want to wear bare, bare feet for this scene. And I think he thought we were actually rolling the scene. So he just walks over and then I'm sitting in the plane and they're lighting me and I'm like, hey, no, just, just me. We haven't started yet. I can we say had a whole this conversation about his feet as a... Well, I identify as bisexual, so I guess this won't be shocking. But Alexander Skarsgård, I used to see, he would go to the West Hollywood Equinox on like Tuesday mornings and work out. Uh And I have to say, he's like very hot, actually. Like a very subjectively, he's super fucking tall from what I remember. Mm -hmm. And very 
very fuckable. Like I would have a kid. Now that's like always my baseline, right? Because I'm like married. Uh My wife and I are like, oh, who would we have like a kid with? I would Uh for sure have a kid with Alexander. I mean, he's got that lean. That's the thing. I And maybe that's his Matson character. But when he's on, like, he's always kind of, like, hunched and, like, leaning over. And it's, like, a charming kind of lean physically that he's got going. Huh. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not one to comment on on men. Fair but, enough. Um, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm just commenting myself yeah, yeah. that I find him to be quite. Handsome. Anyway, rather here he's, or there. He's very charming. But um, anyway, back to hotels. So we were in, in season three. We shot in a lot of hotels. And there's a scene where Shiv and Tom, Tom is like, I think like Shiv is having her period or no, not having. No, she's not having her period. She's ovulating. And Tom somehow knows that. And he like, oh, yes. He wants to get her pregnant in a scene. Yes. And he's like pushing her into like a they're in like a little kind of like food prep area. Anyway, they originally had her leaning up against this thing with all these uh, tablecloths in it. And it was so funny because the whole season I had been saying like, oh, my gosh, she's always matching the drapes and the carpet. Like everything is tan and she's always in tan. It's like they want her to be a chameleon or something like she's like like you said, she has such a beautiful figure. I'm like, put her in green, put her in like, yes, no offense to the wardrobe. But I was like, put her in a jewel tone. Like I'm a redhead. I wear jewel tones like they just make your eyes, your features. pop, That high contrast. But she's always wearing tan. And then there's a scene and Tom is supposed to like kind of push her up against this rack of tablecloths and all the tablecloths were tan and her wardrobe was tan and they like set it up lit it and I was like guys this is gonna look insane and then brought her in and they're like oh shoot like we can't shoot this here because we can't see the scene happen because she's just (laughs) camouflaging into the tablecloths and they had to get the hotel to go to like a different area of the hotel and get like all of these other colored tablecloths and replace the entire rack of tablecloths so they didn't match her wardrobe. Classic. And I just thought, anyway, it's um not a fan of the beige. I, I do, I will say my favorite, I think ever Shiv look was in the very last episode in that restaurant at the very opening of the, the scene. She's wearing like a, a kind of like icy gray, um, the very top of this episode seven with the brothers when they're having a meeting. Oh, in yeah. The about, yeah, about um, the funeral and who's going to talk and all that. Stuff, yeah. Right? It's almost like the color you're wearing now. It's like a gray, blue. I, I just thought that looked so good on her. I was like, this cooler tone. I, I've been missing it. But the Italian anyway. outfits were, or were they in, yeah, in Italy mm-hmm. the, for the wedding? Mm-hmm. The floral dress. I like floral the dress was good. Even dress. the white. Like, and then even this season, she's wearing. Even to the wedding um, on the boat, like some sexier kind of mm-hmm. outfits, like with the gold grommets somewhere mm-hmm. or something. Anyway, a little so she like, has little locks, I think, on her cuffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it gets like a little spicier for her, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think she's wonderful. She's a wonderful person to work with too, and she's so grounded. We're both very. I don't know if, I mean, I hate to like label other people, but I'd say bohemian in our wardrobe. Like we're very much both the opposite of Shiv in our everyday wardrobe. It's like, I think we both shop at like vintage and secondhand places and like recycled materials. And, you know, so when she shows up, like we have the same vibe and then she changes into Shiv. And I will say when I did get to try on the Shiv clothes, when I photo doubled though, they feel expensive. Like I was like, oh, my skin has never, it's like being in, I don't know. 
10,000 thread count sheets or something. My skin is just like, ooh, I, I feel sexier. I know. Ooh. I, I know what, what rich people must just like feel sexy all the time because of the threads on their skin. I love Maybe that. Maybe that's appealing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, well, it's pretty unique and wonderful to be a part of such an iconic, respected, well-written, well-lit, mm-hmm. well-directed show. And I think, you know, for anyone at any stage in their career, like, I think, again, that's why it's so interesting the position that you're in, I find, because you have this ability to really like work with all the different teams in a really unique yeah. way. And you're getting such a masterclass in how to like really put a show together. Obviously, the show is ending this season, which is very sad, but it does give you an opportunity to go and do other things. And it sounds like you've done other stand-in work again. Is it common because you look so similar to Sarah for you to like potentially work again with her? Like, do stand-ins sometimes Mm -hmm. work with people on a regular basis because they look so similar? Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. I've talked about it with her. Um, You know, she has my card. She has my number. She's... She her next project, which I don't think is a surprise at this point to anyone, is her baby. Yes. Um, so she, I think, is in Australia right now, um, having her her baby with her family. And um, because we we talked about it and she was like, Well, for my next project, and I was like, Really? You have another project lined up? And she's like, No, 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 I mean this. And I was like, Okay, I wasn't gonna advise you on your life, but like. I think uh, you could take a break. You know, I think you've been very successful and you could focus on the the. So that's her focus now. Um, so we'll see. I mean, when she comes back to to working again, whenever she decides to, um, I would be happy to work with her. She's amazing to work with. And I've stood in for other people. I stood in for Jessica Chastain quite a bit recently. There are actors like, you know, that I look like, like Amy Adams, I'd love to work with. I love her work in Arrival in particular. That was one of Ooh, my that was a and, good and one. sharp objects. I just think she's brilliant. But I mean, also, you know, I'm doing my own work. It's great to work on shows just to meet directors too. Sure. I think right now I'm I'm working on a show with a, a really cool director. I, I can't really talk too much about it, I don't think, but it's a great way to like network and everyone in the industry loves succession. So they always True. like to hear the juicy behind the scenes details. So I know I've been That's very kind. I've been kind and respectful, I will say, by not asking you too many insane things. I well, hope. you don't really want spoilers, though. That's the no, thing. No, I don't. I, think, I actually don't. Yeah, want no the one spoilers. really wants them. So people ask me that a lot. Like, was it hard to keep it a secret? I'm so glad that no one I really don't think it got out about the death in in episode four. No, I don't think it did. I actually think that is amazing. Great. And I was so happy for it, though. As a viewer, I don't want spoilers. I also I mean, I think on this show now specifically, people sort of know my kind of strange life story with celebrity in Hollywood. And I, you know, some things I always say, it's just better left unknown or just organic, right? Like I always say, don't Mm -hmm. meet your heroes because honestly, celebrities are monsters. But generally (laughs) speaking, that's Uh a huge general statement. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule everywhere. But I think the mystery and kind of the the sparkle of Hollywood and 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 discovering storylines or like I'm glad, you know, even though, you know, Sarah, she uh, she did the red carpet pregnant and I think everybody knew she was. 
that you didn't know how the writing was going to unfold and mm -hmm. if and when it was going to mirror what is life imitating. And you, you know, still don't. I we mean, still don't. I do. I do, but you don't. And I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, don't. Because that last episode, that fight, I mean, okay, uh -huh. actually, I have to ask you. Ask me. As a viewer of the show, mm -hmm. how did you feel about that fight between Shiv and Tom, like Tom out on the balcony on election night? Yeah. Was it hard to watch? Did you think that like they needed to have a fight like that? Or do you think it was like dirty, like dirty fighting? Well, I mean, I have a really interesting perspective because like I am there when I read the script, we set it up, we light it, then I watch them do it like over a few hours. So I see them do like a bunch of takes and then I see the final edit and how the scene comes together. So it was fun to see her in the uh, Norway episode with Skarsgård, those scenes, because I hadn't, I, I didn't go to Norway with them. So I hadn't seen those. So that I was seeing like a viewer, but um, yeah, it's, I felt very satisfied to some extent that they were finally just saying it like mm -hmm. that. Finally, that volcano that we've been like watching, there's a lot of that happening this season that all of these like volcanoes that haven't erupted yet are just starting to explode and all the words are coming out that have been under the surface the whole time. Um, so that was kind of satisfying. And it's also like, they're so good. Those two actors in silence and like some of the heartbreaking scenes of like getting into bed, getting out of bed, waking up alone in bed, getting like we saw Shiv on the call with the doctor already hearing about Shiv's pregnancy but um, we haven't seen Shiv and Tom have any interaction around. So like Shiv has this thing that she's carrying with her alone, basically, um, now. And so seeing like that kind of solitary experience as well as like how these things start to combust between the characters is, I think, a really exciting part of season four. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just such a fan of them both as actors. They're so sweet as people and to see them like get to that place of like extremely like beating each other up is it's uh it's like amazing to see people that you have so much love for go to that place because it hurts even more so sure that's what i'll say yeah yeah it's tough i i go back and it's like you you know, you want that you want them to make it work, but you're also like, are these people like? Well, <laughs> they're not, I mean, they're yeah, like they're not they good. Should not be. Together. They're not good for each other. They yeah, and they they don't even know. That's something that I love. There's something I think it was in 402, but there was like a moment where you really saw Shiv see her own blindness. I think it was a conversation with her and Tom where she's like on the edge of the bed and she's kind of looking away from him, and you see these moments of like her seeing the gaps in her own awareness around how present she really isn't in that relationship. And like, maybe that she, there's a lot of emotional places where she never has let herself go. And a lot of things she never lets herself feel. And I think you see a flicker of her starting to feel. And, and this season is really pulling that out of all of the characters starting to feel the places that they never let themselves go. Yeah. And like even Roman and Jerry um, and that scene, I have to say the scene in 406 between Roman and Jerry, where he essentially is like, you know, firing her spontaneously and like holding all this shit over her. Just, I love 
that character, but that was like almost a deal breaker for me. I was like, I can't love this character anymore. Like that was too, that was too low for me, but seeing like that all come out and really be out in the open is really satisfying too. Yeah. The Jerry Roman relationship is just, I mean, and then when he shares the dick pic to Logan is just, (laughs) I think I had to like cover my eyes. I was just like, Oh my God. And then you feel for her yeah. So intensely because you're like, dude, Jerry, what the fuck did you get yourself involved in? And yeah. she obviously had pleasure in in some of it. But there's such it's such a there's so many power dynamics. It's <laughs> I so, love Jerry. Jerry. If I oh. had to, I mean, I'm obviously team Shiv. It's funny when I so in episode 406, I played Lana, who uh, so I I went from being Shiv stand-in for all of season four, the first five episodes, and then 406, I skipped to a principal role and then back to a stand-in role in 407. So in 406, I play Lana, who's a financial advisor, who's essentially congratulating and advising Kendall. Um, and from the way it's set up, clearly like hired by Kendall for this um living plus presentation that he's doing. And so I felt like I flipped from Team Shiv to Team Kendall for an episode. And even, you know, Sarah and I were were chatting. And actually, that's the day because we were sitting around between takes. And actually, that, that's when I found out that she was pregnant, which was oh. which was fun and, yeah. you know, nice for her to share with me. That was back in October. But um, I was saying to her, like, I kind of feel this weird guilt that I've betrayed team shiv and i've gone over to the dark side and i'll be back to team shiv next episode i promise so but it was fun it was definitely fun to play a principal role after watching these actors work as a stand-in for two seasons um to get to then be in a scene when everyone is in it you know tom yeah. greg shiv roman kendall carolina hugo it was such a such an honor i i realized at one point i was the only person in that scene with lines who hadn't won an Emmy and a SAG award because they won, you know, the show's won mm-hmm. an Emmy and then they won like a SAG award for best ensemble or or whatever the award is called, like the best ensemble of actors in a drama. So I realized watching that scene back, like, oh, I'm the only person in this scene that didn't win an Emmy and a SAG award for this show. That's pretty, pretty cool company to be in as an actor. Yes, I would say so. That's what I mean. It's like you have such a very cool front row seat. And it sounds like, to me, what I love is like, I love that you, you know, have played different characters throughout your time and going back and forth. That's such a an, a wonderful thing to hear because sometimes like, it just sounds like there's movement and you have built such a lovely relationship with so many different people. And that's, again, it's such a unique thing. And And when you work on a show or you're doing a play or, you know, there's such a camaraderie that comes out of those experiences, especially when you're doing them. And I can't imagine what it was like, you know, getting hired during the pandemic mm-hmm. and sort of going through those motions. OK, um, you know, you mentioned dating apps, et cetera. Somebody uh-huh. kind of saying that you reminded them of Shiv. How many dates or is it the first date? Do you admit, like currently, because Succession is such a big show that you uh-huh. are Shiv Standen? I mean, I guess it just depends on if it, if and when it comes up. I mean, it's pretty obvious on my social media. So if somebody's connected to oh, my social enough. media, they'll they'll see it. But I mean, 
yeah, sometimes I'll meet people and they'll be like, you look like Shiv or they'll know that I work on succession or I'll talk about working on set or they'll bring up the show. And then, I mean, I'm not, not hiding it from anyone. And I, I funnily, you know, in that Barbie meme thing mm-hmm. came out from the Barbie movie, quite a few different people sent me like, the, I am the, this is the gay Shiv Roy uh, yes! Barbie icon. So I had to, I had to post that. So people, you know, people I think do love it's, it's cool. I guess somebody interviewed me and said that succession has a big queer following. And that, I mean, obviously there's like some queer kind of bro vibes in the Tom Gregg dynamic. That's kind of, I don't know. I find it very uncomfortable, but um, I mean, there's a big queer following. So it's like kind of cool to have these fans that are like, oh, you're the gay Shiv Royer that you're I like as a queer person to be on that set. I mean, listen, I told my colleague who I adore, Chris Murphy, who covers succession for Vanity Fair quite a bit. I was like, Chris, I messaged him on Slack when you originally reached out to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did you know Shiv Standen is a fucking lesbian? He's like, this <laughs> is the best news I've ever heard. I'm like, it is the best news I've ever heard, oh. too. So I love it. And I love that, you know, as you said, like representation matters so much. And I think that, you know, more queer folks, especially like femme queer mm-hmm. identifying women, it's there. That's like a whole nother conversation that could take us another direction. And that's like a whole nother topic for discussion. But it's so important to see different people represented in the queer space so i think it's wonderful and i hope it does nothing but like you know make everything just pop even more for you that's what i yeah and whether whether i'm on screen or behind the scenes like i am out at work and on set you know not necessarily like right away but like in time you know you have conversations like everyone does and like i'm transparent with the crew and you know i talk about like dating or I, I just try to be out if I can, you know, if it, if it makes sense. And I think that that's important too, whether or not I like make it onto the screen. Like I notice cause people have these ideas or stereotypes, um, often unconsciously and just for people for that to be normalized. Oh, like a femme woman in the space that I wouldn't have like assumed that about you, you know, or people do assume, or I talk about a story and they're like, Oh yeah, did he? And I'm like, yeah, well, when, when we were dating, she was actually, you know, and, um, and I think that that matters just in terms of even working with creatives and like long-term them thinking about people in terms of casting. So I think being visible on set and behind the scenes and in all aspects of the industry, I mean, it's getting better and better slowly. And then it was exciting to me that I I put out a single called Small Town Queer, which I'm going to take a minute to promote if that's cool. Go for it. Um, Go for it. Right when right when uh, Succession came out at the end of March, I released a single. It's a country song called Small Town Queer. Um, and I, I made a music video with it and it's about my experience growing up queer in rural Alberta, um, in Canada. So, and I think it's so important to see queer people, not only in big urban centers, um, but at different stages in their life and in rural communities too. I mean, obviously people in a lot of communities like that are being targeted right now and also just have always existed everywhere and lead all sorts of different lives, not necessarily just the lives that we see presented in mainstream media. Um, So 
I really like that kind of like uh, erasing that kind of polarization of left and right politically and, you know, the gender binary, the political binary, but also like rural and urban and like um, secular versus like religious. It, like we have all these divisions. And so that's what that piece is about, which is kind of almost the opposite world of succession. It's a hundred percent, which I love. Actually, I love yeah. that you and also, like, use the, I mean, you got to use what you yeah, got. Like, I use, use that the, platform. You have to. You know what I mean? And it's I so got important. a lot of press around that release at that time um, and the succession premiere. And then uh, Lorraine Scafaria, who I have to shout out, who directed the episode of Succession that I was cast in, who's the director of Hustlers, the writer and director of Hustlers, and The Meddler, and a ton of of great movies, Hustlers with J-Lo and Constance Wu and Trace Lizette, who also I'll plug the movie Monica. If you haven't seen it, Trace Lizette has a new film that's about to come out um, about a trans woman. I think I'm seeing it tomorrow, but returning home to see her family um, for the first time after a long estrangement. So that's exciting. I think it's like the first time that a trans woman is the title character in a film that's like screening uh across that. north america so i might be not perfectly accurate about that fact but definitely well, it's like, regardless we don't see a lot of lead yeah, trans women especially in film. yeah so yeah a, a, whatever is correct and not correct that seems but, um, to be the truth yeah laureen uh directed her in hustlers and cast me in this episode and just working with her was incredible and then she um is an angel investor in my my new album that i'm doing so oh, it's wonderful it's just amazing to see support like that from that community so i and love to it. feel that support yeah well, Holly, you're a dream. I really love the fact that while Shiv might not be gay in the show, her stand-in is uh, in real life. And I fucking love it. It really gives a lot of body, a lot of dimension to the character of Shiv, um, even though it breaks you know, the fourth wall. I loved my conversation with Holly because as a former actor, and I think like that even though the job of being an actor is to embody somebody else, quite literally. It's such an interesting role and exercise to be mirroring another actor being someone else. And you have to be that person being someone else. I don't know. I'm not on mushrooms and I'm not stoned. But it did kind of like blow my mind a little bit and uh, to learn more about the role um, and I think it's I think it's cool. I can't imagine the connections that Holly has made on the succession set. I also really loved the fact that they cast her in other roles as well. I think that's really cool. Um, and I loved hearing about that. Uh, her music is lovely. I went and took a little gander and you should totally download her music and listen to her. And uh, speaking of doing nice things for others, do me a favor. If you have not liked, subscribed, or written me a little review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. And if you want more content, go check out my Patreon. Pride is coming, so uh, there's going to be some fun episodes that are coming up. And I'm trying to do some fun uh, extra episodes. And I also really want to do a Pride Patreon kind of like sip and chill. The last time I did one, one person, two people showed up. So I'm trying to figure out how to do one 
a little bit better. But anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. If you have not watched Succession, it ends on Sunday. So maybe now is the time to uh, to binge. <laughs>